Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This week on the Duke Loves Rossum podcast, we have our Super Smash sister, Jillian DeCourcy from Invicta FC. One of the top fighters in the world, she is going to join us to review Invicta FC 54 and also look ahead and what's coming on the horizon. We also have the well-respected Lavelle Porter from WrestleZone. We're also going to be talking about Invicta FC 54 plus his thoughts on the top stories in pro wrestling. Before we get to any of that, though, let me give you some breaking news. UFC Hall of Famer and former WWE World Women's Champion Ronda Rousey she made her debut at Ring of Honor. Huh, can you believe it? So it looks like she is signed to AEW. This is incredible. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing for Ronda physically. As we know, AEW definitely, uh, from a training standpoint, some of those folks need a lot of work. But this is definitely a net positive for AEW. So congratulations to Tony Khan. I've always told him, the entire women's division that's the way i've always told him black male singles wrestlers black and brown male singles wrestlers that is also the way the combination of the two is what's going to dig you out of your hole stop trying to cultivate this fan base that you have so far because you've hit the ceiling on that you need to expand out and it looks like tony at least with the ronda rousey signing he's moving in that direction so Good job there, AEW. Net positive for them. And let's see what happens next. Anyway, that's the breaking news. That's the preview. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hi, I'm Jillian Lionheart DeCourcy. Um, I'm here with Duke Loves Wrestling, and we're here to put on a show for you guys. You know, folks, Duke loves wrestling, but Duke also loves MMA. And, and we've had such a, a great selection of MMA fighters on the show over the past seven years. And, you know, even Hall of Famers like Dan the Beast Severin, Ken Shamrock. In fact, he was just back on a couple weeks back there. But I'm going to tell you right now, one of the most requested guests, not just in MMA, but in general for the show. And people keep asking, you know, when is she going to come back? When is she going to come back? Legitimately, uh, pound for pound, one of the top 20 MMA fighters in the world. Someone that uh, is known for having a bunch of different aliases and nicknames there. Excellent online, excellent in the ring, great person there. And she's here to talk about Invicta FC 54, which is a great card as well. So without further ado, welcome back, Lionheart, Jillian DeCourcy. What's going on there? That's one hell of an introduction. Thank you. You got to take me on the road with you. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> awesome. I like that. Well, seriously, every time I turn on Twitter, it seems like you adopt a new alias or nickname or what have you. And it's got me wondering, so 
let's let's do an exclusive here. We need to find out once and for all into our friends who cover the show, uh, especially TMZ Sports and some of these other publications that cover the show. This is an exclusive. Okay. Lionheart Jillian DeCourcy, once and for all. Are you part of the the CIA, the FBI, CBS, CBS? I don't know. Uh, one of the alphabets there. Are you are you 007, 00 Jilly? I mean, <laughs> come on with all these aliases. We got to know the truth there. I mean, sometimes I do have like I wear multiple hats, so I'm like really good at like working that whole alias game. I mean, it's pretty cool. It, it, it's part of your persona online. I know that it's not just a persona. This is who you are where you encourage your fans to come up with different nicknames for you. And, and they certainly participate every single day, it seems like. Other than Lionheart, what's your favorite nickname? Um, other than Lionheart? Um, I think it's a, I, I, all of them are funny because, like, you know, I mean, for the most part, nobody, like, really, nobody really comes in with like a disrespect or anything like that. So it's like, um, they're all, I find them all funny. And I like that people just keep coming up with different ones for me. Well, who's going to disrespect, you know, <laughs> Jillian DeCourcy? I mean, listen, let me let me peel back the uh, curtain here, folks. Uh, Invicta FC 54 was here in Boston, Massachusetts, and um, I saw Jill. So this is my first time meeting her face to face. And the first thing I said to myself is, Jesus, she looks like she's ready to step in the cage herself. I mean, legitimately in fight shape. And then I thought to myself, you know what? Thank goodness I'm on her good side. Because boy, oh, boy. That would be a, a, a tough night of business there. Um, what, what's up with you staying in fight shape? Like, you know, you're in between fights right now. You don't have to look like the baddest woman on the planet. Why, why are you doing this? Um, I mean, I don't feel like I'm in fight shape, but you know, we're always like in our own worst critics. So like when I look at myself, I don't see like what other people see. Um, so it definitely feels good to, to, to hear that. I'm like giving off those vibes of like, Hey, wait, you look like you're in fight shape. Um, I just, I mean, like, for me at this point, too, like, I, like, over the summer, um, after my last fight, like, it was a little bit of, like, a rough patch, so I was really just trying to get back into, like, the love of training, um, you know, love of, like, helping teammates get ready and being, like, just finding that love again, so I guess that's where that kind of comes from, where it's like, oh, well, if you stay active, you know, your body's going to respond. You know, one of the big things about you is just the fact that you were so supportive of other fighters. And it's something that I don't see as consistent as I see with with you, especially online. There, you're always cheering other fighters on, men and women. You are always um, reminding fans out there: if you're going to disrespect fighters, don't do it on my page. I'm not going to put up with it. I'll bounce you right out, which I think is really cool. And it just goes to show that um, you respect the sport and you respect your peers, which is huge. I, I got to wonder, though, and, and you can level with me here. You're amongst friends. Are you really this wholesome? <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, I try to, like, you know, be true to myself because you, especially within MMA, um, you find that a lot of people get lost, right? They lose themselves because, like, you're an MMA fighter. You're supposed to be, like, bad. You're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to be disrespectful. Um, where I feel like most most people aren't truly that, right? Um, and if you're not true to yourself, then what are you being? Um, and it's a small world. The MMA community is a small community, especially for females. So why, why should we be tearing each other down? Let's like be nice to each other and like actually make it like, you know, make the sport for what it is where it's like, yeah, we go in there and we fight, but it's still a sport and we're still like training. We're still trying to showcase the skill set. That's a great perspective. And, and I'll tell you because 
and we see this happen throughout the years here, who you fight today may end up being part of your training camp tomorrow. Yeah, so, 100%. Yeah, I mean, you, you, your toughest opponent might end up being your best sparring partner as you prepare for others, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you, you just have great decorum. And, and again, so much respect for not only the sport of mixed martial arts, but also for your peers there. And it's really, really cool to see. Um, and it, I think it sets a great example for others because we do have that element and it's more old school where you, you have to hate your opponent and say a lot of mean things and stuff like that. And part of that is showmanship. I mean, you definitely want to promote fights and get people interested in seeing a quote unquote fight. But at the end of the day, there is another way It's more than one way to skin a cat and showing respect and honoring folks um, before during and after in, in your own way while still competing. I think we can find that balance and certainly Jillian DeCourcy shows that it's possible there. Uh, so let's get to it here. I mean, Invicta FC 54 took place here in Boston. You know, excellent card in my opinion there. You were there live spectating. You know, you weren't on the card fighting. So you got a chance to actually be on the other side of things there. From a general standpoint, what are your thoughts? Uh, it was so much fun. I was so excited for... um you know, for them to be doing a card that was local where I'm like, all right, wait, I can like, I can get out here and I can see it. So I had some, I have some friends that live in Boston as well. So we kind of made it a whole weekend thing and we're like, all right, we'll come up, we'll enjoy Boston for what it is and get to see some awesome Invicta fights um, all at the same time. So it was, it was definitely exciting to be able to be on the other, the other side and be like, Hey, but I can just come as a fan. Um, I don't have to be coming in like, all right, I'm ready to fight. I have to perform. It's like, no, nah, I can relax have a couple of drinks, enjoy, and like really just be present for the event itself. So it was, it was definitely cool getting to see it from the other side. Well, I, I'm sure you were aware at some point, but we were literally in the heart of uh, Fenway. Okay. That's yep. the House yeah, of yeah. Blues I Boston. To the Fenway. Across the street. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> yeah. so, so talk to me about one, that. Yeah, the one where you, the one where you could like, you're basically on the back of the field with that, with the gate. Game one, I think it's called. Yeah, I don't remember what it was called, but it was literally right across the street. It was the coolest thing ever. I'm like, yeah. this is so cool. You're actually like in the outfield and like you could just see everything. And they had the, you know, they had everything open because it was nice out. So you could just like literally standing there, you you were on the field. It, it was, it is pretty cool. And that's something that uh, we're constantly tweaking here. Now, I got to be honest with you. And, and I, I think I revealed this to you before. My very first baseball card was a Don Mattingly Topps hologram. The big bushy uh, mustache just grabbed me. It was the first <laughs> hologram I ever saw. So despite the fact that I'm legitimately born and raised in Boston, I'm originally from Dorchester, so legit Boston, not everybody <laughs> who's in Maine claiming right. that they, they're from Boston. You know? But I've been a Yankees fan as long as I've been a baseball fan. Oh, man, you are you are hated then. <laughs> I, listen, and, and, I, and here's the worst part. Where you were, when I was in college, I lived right around the corner. Oh, wow. So I could actually hear the oh, starting line from my bedroom. Oh, you definitely got the hate. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, so here's what I'm thinking, Jill, because you're a New Yorker, right? Yep. Okay. I think that I should just pay your booking fee, you know, whatever you get paid for fights. <laughs> I'll pay your booking fee, and you come with me throughout the baseball <laughs> season. And be your bodyguard. And be my body. You're my muscle. Not just my bodyguard. You're my muscle, Okay. Because the way that I see it, it it's, not the, it's not so much the drunken guys 
because they just look at me like I'm looking for trouble because I wear right, all my right. Yankee stuff. But it's the old ladies in particular. They, what are you wearing oh, that for? What's your, too. Yeah, they're vicious. <laughs> they're vicious. So I'm thinking maybe you can beat up grandma for me and keep you safe. <laughs> Why not? Oh, right? poor grandma. Poor grandpa. <laughs> so you've been a spectator. You've been a fighter for Invicta FC. Been with these folks for years. You've held titles. It's it's an interesting uh, concept here. You know, the number one MMA company in the world for women. And it, it just keeps growing, which I love. You know, and it was so cool to see it here in Boston because I'm used to seeing it on uh, YouTube or Access TV, you know, online, what have you here. But to see it live was just an experience that I will never forget. And hopefully these folks come back. And, and certainly I would love to see you, Lionheart, Jillian DeCourcy fight on a card here in Boston. But from a general standpoint, what are your thoughts on the company? And and, and where do you see the company going from here? Um, I mean, I hope that they like continue to grow. Um, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely been some, like, I've been with the organization for a long time now. So I've been like, I've been with them through ups, I've been, been through downs, um, definitely some hiccups along the road, but you know, every time they have a hiccup, they seem to like grow and bounce back. So, you know, I hope that they just continue to like grow and push forward. They have like a ton of international fighters um, on their roster. So that always like, you know, that always shows you the strength of a promotion when you're able to bring in so many fighters on a card um, from all over the place. Um, and as far as myself, you know, like I take everything like, you know, fight by fight, see where I'm at. Um, still feeling good, still feeling in good, in good places. So I just want to, you know, keep moving forward, you know, hopefully at some point get my belt back and just be like Invicta through and through. Well, I'm glad you said that because I'm telling you right now, you, you know, I'm the Duke. OK, I got connections. I'm big deal, uh, at least in my own mind. And Shannon Knapp. She's in the International Sports Hall of Fame. She is a, a tough nut to crack, so to speak, because she doesn't play games. And, you know, she's already let me know that if she has to uh, choke me out, she'll do it. So I, I always want to stay on Shannon's uh, good side here. <laughs> but but anyway, Shannon, I'm putting it out there right now, throwing down the gauntlet. The next time Invicta FC is in Boston, we need Lionheart Jillian DeCourcy to be on the card. Okay, and, and hopefully there's a championship involved there, but we need Lionheart Jill to perform here in Boston at the very least so I can let all the grandmas know out there, don't mess with me just because I'm a Yankees fan because I have Lionheart Jillian DeCourcy backing me up, and if you want to see what she can do, come on down to the show live and she'll show you what Invicta FC is all about. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, Shannon is going to rough me up for even saying that. But, you know, Joe, one of the best parts about Invicta FC 54 here in Boston is just there were so many passionate fight fans who were live in attendance. And I thought that was just so cool. It gave so much to the atmosphere. I mean, the fights were great. And, and maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe the fighters put a little extra uh, umph in there just because the fans were so passionate and so serious about it. Uh, which was great. You know, everyone had a great time. And certainly you were a, a big celebrity there. Everyone was coming up to you and shaking hands and wanting to talk to you. It, it's not like you were able to um, sneak in. You kind of stuck out like a sore thumb in the right way there. 
Yeah, and my, my friends were actually, they were making jokes. They were like, man, we feel like we're like a, we're like a celebrity over here. Everybody's like coming up to you, saying hi, all this stuff. <laughs> well, that's that's what happens when you're Lionheart. I love that. But seriously, we, we want to see <laughs> yeah. you. Not only do we want to see you fight again very soon and hopefully uh, very soon, but we want to see you here in Boston. We want to see you kick some butt here in Boston because you have that that fighting spirit that is traditional it's it's the thread that we have here in boston that never say die all don't give up keep right. pushing forward no matter what um that's the type of fighter you are and that's what we love to see here so you know shannon knapp i'm putting the gauntlet out there that's the challenge give us jilly donut please we would appreciate that you know um so, so. yeah no that would be amazing um especially seeing like how it all played out and everything like i would love to, to fight up you know close to home what else is going on? I mean, even outside of the fight game, how are you wrapping up 2023? Um, well, I'm going, I'm going on a nice uh, vacation. Uh, I leave actually next week. So next Thursday. So that's definitely a good way to end off the year. And then, you know, hop right back into training and kind of go full throttle. Well, hopefully there'll be some photos from the vacation. And I'll tell you folks right now, if you haven't already done it, stop what you're doing. Follow Jillian DeCourcy on all of your social media. She legitimately is one of the best follows online, not just in MMA, but in general, because she's always so given with her time uh, for the fans. She provides commentary when there's live MMA happening, you know, always fun conversation, what have you, supporting other fighters, exposing folks to other fighters, which is really, really nice and just really cool, man. You know, I, so I, I definitely encourage you check out Jillian on social media. In fact, why don't you let everybody know what's the best way they can follow you? Yep. So the best way to keep up with me, I'm most active on Twitter. So that's at Lionheart Jill. Um, my Instagram is a little bit lacking, but that gets a little bit more of just like kind of my, my life, a little bit of fighting stuff, a little bit of everything. Um, and that's also at Lionheart Jill. So, you know, if you want to keep up on my, my fight world stuff, Twitter, um, if you just want a little bit of everything, um, that's Instagram. And they're both at Lionheart Jill. I love that. Before I let you go, you know, I put this out there uh, a couple weeks back and I want to put it on the record here on Duke Loves Wrestling. Dunkin' Donuts, you are missing the boat by <laughs> by not having a, a jelly donut. OK, it just makes sense. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have a jelly donut? What flavor would the jelly donut be? Jim? Uh, chocolate and peanut butter. There it is. So like there a frosting is. cream, right? But chocolate frosting on top. And then peanut butter filling. I love it. I love it because because you love chocolate as well, right? Oh, I love oh I love it. Chocolate is my nemesis. Okay, Dunkin' Donuts. You know, <laughs> I got some connections there too. They're based here in Massachusetts, Canton, Mass. We need the jelly donut. Okay, please. <laughs> I like Listen it. Down. I'm all about it. Lionheart Jillian DeCourcy, Super Smash Sister, Jilly Donut. <laughs> all the aliases. Thank you once again for joining us on Duke Loves Wrestling. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Pretty cool. Lionheart Jillian DeCourcy. She's always been a lot of fun to talk to there. It's her second time being on the show, and it was cool meeting her live at Invicta FC 54. That was, that was really nice. So, again, we'd love to see her fight live. That would be fantastic. And pound for pound, she's one of the top fighters in the world. So, certainly, you do not want to miss it. If, if Jillian DeCourcy is stepping in the ring, you want to see her fight, but also check her out on social media, man. She's really cool. Positive um, athlete, 
always making time to talk to folks and, and just, we need that. You know, there, there's a lot of criticisms and things like that in the world. And certainly we can all fall into those trappings. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's healthy, you know, like what you like and point out what needs to improve, of course. But it is good when you come across folks who shine a positive light and, you know, some good vibes on a continuous basis. And certainly that is Jillian DeCourcy, for sure. Anyways, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, the well-respected Lavelle Porter from WrestleZone joins us. Uh, but before we get to that, I do want to remind you, definitely head over to our friends over at liquidiv.com. Use the promo code Duke Loves Wrestling. That's all together, no spaces. Duke Loves Wrestling. You're going to save 20% off of your entire order with Liquid IV. It is something that I absolutely enjoy. I am a hydration stick lover. Okay, it is something that I've incorporated into my everyday routine these days. Hydration sticks are very important. You open it up. You put it in your bottle of water, shake that sucker up. You're getting all of your B vitamins. You're, you're getting hydration on another level beyond just a regular bottle of water, you know, and, and certainly we need it. This time of year with everything going on, you, you're going to be going uh, to different places for the holidays. You're going to be running around shopping, especially Black Friday, whatever you have going on. OK, you want to make sure that you stay hydrated. And one of the best ways to do so is with liquid IV. And yes, you can go into the stores and purchase it. So, you know, get it however way you, you want to get it. But if you want to save some money, use Duke Loves Wrestling at liquidiv.com. That way, 20% off, you can get even more. Okay, that's your entire order on liquidiv.com. So what are you waiting for? Shop better hydration today. That's right. Hey, this is Ken Shamrock, the world's most dangerous man, and you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. Okay, we're keeping this train rolling here. Invicta FC 54 is in the books. Fantastic event here in lovely Boston, Massachusetts, and I didn't show up alone. I brought my muscle with me. I brought a guy who uh, I am going to turn on so that I can join Paywall Jesus's flock, because I have it on good authority. If I turn on this guy here, then I can finally be let in with the uh, flavored malt beverage, skinny jeans, sagging folks here. Uh, so we'll see how this goes, and then maybe I'll, I'll do the hill turn later. Without further ado, <laughs> he's a little under the weather, but bear with him here, folks. The well-respected Lavelle Porter from WrestleZone. What's going on there, Porter? Yeah. Thanks for that rousing intro, Duke. <laughs> As always, happy to be back on my favorite podcast, Jim Cornette. No, no, this isn't Jim Cornette. No, uh, Duke loves wrestling. Yeah, that's what it is. No, I'm joking. Uh, you know, good and well, you're my favorite podcaster and podcast brother from another mother, but of the same color. Happy to be here as always. Now, Porter, here you go. Already trying to get me canceled here. You know, good and well that uh, Top Dollar and Jim Cornette are in a feud right now because. Jim Cornette is uh, a no good you know what, and Dollar's a good friend of the show. So listen, don't call me Jim Cornette. I don't want those problems here. <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's stay on message here. Invicta FC 54 is in the books. 
overall, what did you think of the experience, especially considering this is your first uh, live women's MMA event? So when it comes to Invicta FC, what are your thoughts from a general standpoint there? Oh, yes. Uh, first, I want to thank you for bringing me along to enjoy the show. It was a great experience. You know, Invicta FC 54 was definitely my first live MMA experience. I have to say that it, it delivered. Um, I would define myself as a, a lapsed MMA fan. But it back, way back when 500-pound dudes were fighting, fighting jujitsu experts and uh, and what looked like outtakes from a dollar stare version of Street Fighter, MMA was the joint back then. Uh, over time, you know, lost its appeal to me for whatever reason. And yeah, I guess maybe it wasn't pro wrestling enough, uh, which is another conversation for another day, I suppose. Uh, but with this show, the atmosphere coupled with, you know, some of the personalities uh it made for a very entertaining show uh, i'd say the venue definitely helped it was an intimate setting you know it it made you felt like you were in the ring with them you know you could feel the punches the kicks takedowns you know my hat is off to everyone who fought on that night and the promoters the staff it was very well done i i can't wait for my next uh fc show i'm all in well, and, and I agree. I mean, the, the fights were action-packed. It was legitimately one of the better MMA cards that I can recall seeing from top to bottom. I mean, just very well matched. Shout out to Shannon Knapp, Invicta FC president, great friend of the show. Uh, she does a great job of matchmaking, and, and that's why she's in the Sports Hall of Fame, International Sports Hall of Fame, because she legitimately knows what she's doing when it comes to finding two competitors, two fighters who will put on an entertaining fight, you know, and, and certainly Invicta FC 54, if anyone wants to see what mixed martial arts is and can continue to be, especially uh, women in mixed martial arts, then you definitely want to check out Invicta FC 54 because this is legitimately, it's probably the best MMA card that I've seen in at least 10 years. And I'm not even kidding. Like it, it was something else there. Um, Porter, for anyone listening, if they were to zero in on, let's say, two fights, what would you say were your top two fights of the night there? Hmm. Now, that's a tough one. Uh, Riley Martinez put on a clinic against Julia Dorney. Uh, Martinez does not work by the hours. She got in there and she handled her business. She took it down, handled some strikes, and, and got a tap out. It was it was an amazing show. Very impressed by her. But probably my favorite match tonight, uh, Christina Warhorse Williams and Dee Bagley. Those two beat the crap out of each other from start to finish. Ended up going to a decision. And uh, in all honesty, it was so evenly matched throughout the fight. I had no idea who was going to win. That was probably the most entertaining and enthralling fight. Not to take away from anything else that happened that night, uh, but but definitely Warhorse uh, Williams and um, Dee Bagley was was the, the fight of the night for me. Uh, with Riley Martin against Julia Durney. Uh, for different reasons, a close second. Same question to you. Which which two fights uh, stuck out to you in your mind? I'm curious to know if we had a similar opinion that do it. Well, you and I are definitely on the same page here. I, I absolutely enjoyed fight number two on the card there, which, as you stated, you know, Riley Martinez, who's coming in undefeated. She took on Julia Dorney, who is from Berlin, Germany. And listen, that was all action, right? They started off aggressive. There was no fooling around, just straight up banging there, eventually spilling to the ground, which, you know, that's when it got interesting. Um, 
Martinez was able to take control from the rear, and you got that rear naked choke, textbook, got her hooks in, choked out uh, our, our friend there, Dorney, and that was the end of that. But it was just exciting. I mean, those ladies definitely came to fight. They didn't come to sit around and um, play patty cake. And I don't think anyone on the card did, but that match in particular was something else there. So I agree. That was definitely um, my number two, but my number one fight, just like you said, the war horse, Christina Williams, taking on uh, Irish D. Bagley. Just let me say this, and, and, and you and I were talking about it during the actual action there. I believe that that fight could have been scored either way. Either competitor could have been the winner of that because they both really put their all into it. Um, you know, in the end, Williams won Warhorse. You know, she won. And I think part of the reason for that is because she stayed pretty consistent each round. There was never a moment where she took the gas off. Now, that doesn't mean that she didn't eat some good shots, but... She she basically kept her foot on the on the gas throughout the fight, as opposed to D Bagley, where with D, you really had to get to the middle of each round or towards the end of the round where she'd come alive. And, you know, in the beginning of each round, she just she would just eat shots, man. It was it was crazy to see that. But it was almost as if you had to rough her up a little bit before she decided she was going to fight back. But when she fought back, she really made it worth it. And a lot of creative stuff she was doing in the ring there in terms of her offense and what have you there. So either fighter could have won. And in fact, I'm going to be honest, I gave Bagley round one and round two just because of how well she finished strong in both of those uh, rounds there. But that doesn't mean that I'm against scoring Williams ahead of her on that. That's how close each of those two rounds were. But unfortunately for Bagley, she just ran out of gas. She just ran out of gas. And and by the time we hit round three, um, Williams really did what needed to be done in order to take over. And I I expected Bagley to be the one that was going to take advantage of the leg kicks. And that's just not what happened. Williams really utilized that. And I think that you know, part of the reason why she won the fight is because she was so effective at the leg kicks. And in the end, she won the, the split decision. So, you know, congratulations to uh, Warhorse there. But by far, for anyone watching the card, check out those two matches. Certainly uh, fight number four on the card, Christina Warhorse Williams versus Irish D. Bagley. Literally, it, it, it could be uh, in contention for fight of the year. I mean, that's how great this MMA fight was. And again, it was a split decision, you know, so it's not like anyone got choked out or knocked out or anything like that. Just great mixed martial arts action, which, hey, you know, we love that for sure. I, I wonder about something, Porter. After, you know, like you said, this is your first MMA live event ever. Although you, you have watched, you've been a fan pretty much uh, most of your life here of the sport, but this is also your first women's MMA event that you witnessed from top to bottom there. After checking out Invicta FC in particular, right? Do you think there's a healthy future for the company and, and really women's MMA in general? Uh, that, that, that's tough to say. I think the quality of the product is obvious, but uh, I don't really know how best it can grow. 
at the end of the day, I think it's a matter of converting people who have a bias towards these type of events. And I don't know. I don't want to be that guy, but look at the WNBA. Personally, I enjoy basketball, so I'll watch it no matter who's playing. But that's just not the case for a lot of people when it comes to uh, women's sports. Um, once it switches from being men and women, they just they lose interest for whatever reason. I never fully understood it. I mean, as long as it's good, that should be the all that matters. But unfortunately, it's not. Um, I mean, if anything, let's think about how UFC finally crossed over all those years ago. It was the personalities, man. That was, I think that was key. The overall product is there. These women are legit. Uh, they just need to, to find the right person, uh, the right star to get behind her, to, to really elevate the company and get them the eyes that they need. The right personality will definitely drive them over the top. I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, certainly our guest uh, earlier in the show, you know, Jillian DeCourcy, she's definitely a great personality who could help fill that void. Um, so I'm, I'm rooting for our friends over at Invicta FC and women's MMA in general. I love the sport. Big proponent of women's sports in general, just like you are, uh, Porter. You brought up the WNBA and what have you here. This is where we're heading. And I'm going to tell folks right now, if you are involved in women's sports in any way, shape or form, whether you be uh, an athlete yourself, an executive, somebody who may be interested in investing, or a fan, you should come to Boston. Okay, I'm telling you right now, you should come to Boston. We got a lot of great things going on. We're about to have a uh, women's pro soccer team in the not-too-distant future, which is just going to be fantastic. We've done it before, uh, learned a lot from it, so now there's going to be another one that's going to be based in the heart of Boston, which is fantastic. As you saw in Victor FC, they just put on their first event here in Boston. Hopefully they'll be back. But there's just a lot more on the horizon. And that's what we're going to need. We're going to need major metropolitan cities to roll out the, the red and, and blue and pink carpets and, and let folks know that they're in the, the women's sports business, so to speak. So certainly uh, keep your eyes on the city of Boston in general when it comes to women's sports, because I believe that we are going to be positioning ourselves as a city to being the premier place where women's sports can not only uh, exist, but thrive. And there's definitely an appetite, definitely a market for it. And we're, we're pretty serious about it. So, you know, shout out to everybody out there. Come on, come to Boston, check out women's sports. There's an abundance of it happening here. Um, and certainly that is going to continue to happen. Anyway, switching speeds here, Porter. You know, we talked about MMA there, and I want to talk a little bit about pro wrestling before I let you go, because you you do write for WrestleZone, as we know. Um, I'm curious. You, you have WWE NXT. They, they just signed the deal with CW Networks. It's their first major deal beyond what they did with the USA Network, which, you know, there's speculation of how much that was worth. Some people say 15 million, some people say 30 million, whatever. But whatever their, their uh, USA Network deal is, they just doubled it. Okay. And not only that, they're going to be on a top 20 over the air television network in CW, which is just fantastic. And, and, you know, folks, that starts in October of 2024. So, you know, sky's the limit for NXT. They are truly a third brand now. I think it's going to be safe to say that they're no longer, you couldn't call them developmental when they have that type of television deal. They're, they're a real player now. 
So kudos to them. Um, SmackDown, going back to USA Network, and and I believe they're going to be on Monday nights. There's a chance they may extend to three hours if they're going to be on Monday nights, and I think that's going to be the case. And Raw is still part of the whole big bidding war, so to speak. There are a lot of folks in the mix who want WWE Raw, including WBD, including Amazon, including the USA Network. They want to keep Raw. So, you know, WWE continues to just print money, so to speak. There, there is no stopping them anytime soon. And yet on the flip side, we're hearing nothing on the AEW front. Okay. They got nothing going on that we know about. It is clear that um, whatever Tony Khan has offered has not been enticing enough for Warner Brothers Discovery to do a deal with him. You know, Tony has come out publicly stating that, hey, he'll even take less money just to stay on Warner Brothers Discovery, and yet a deal still has not happened. I want to get your take on that, Porter. I mean, in, in your opinion, why does it seem like AEW is up in the air when it comes to landing a new TV deal? <sighs> the curious case of AEW in the TV deal. I think at the end of the day, all the things that their fans ignore actually matter to TV executives. If the people at Fox say they didn't feel like they got a return of the investment, uh, the return on the investment that they wanted for a show like SmackDown that averages, what, 2 million viewers on a pretty much weekly basis, how do you think the WB will feel about a show like Dynamite Collision or Rampage or AEW as a whole? In all honesty, I would not be surprised if AEW has to A, find a new home entirely, or B, has to work out some sort of a pay-to-play deal to keep themselves on those TNT networks. I, I know how this all sounds, and you know I know there's probably people listening to this thinking, you know, why should we care about this sort of stuff, so forth and so on. And, and generally speaking, you probably shouldn't, but at the same time, uh, if you want the show you love, you claim the love at least, to survive, this kind of stuff does matter. It doesn't matter how many tickets you sell to Wembley, if in the U.S., you can't fill it arenas, any arenas and you're hemorrhaging viewers on TV. Uh, this is a business. And the more time passes, it's obvious that WB maybe isn't interested in being in this business because at the end of the day, is it worth it? So far, it's not really seeming like it. You know, fair points. Fair points there. And, and I, I agree. I think that every network has different needs and goals. In the case of Fox, it's clear that they're just struggling uh, from a financial standpoint, and the, and the entire network is being revamped. You can do a reality show like The Masked Singer and, and you know do more business with Nick Cannon. He seems to have the magic touch when it comes to figuring out reality TV shows that will sell. You can do business with him, and, and, and it's not going to cost a whole lot of money, and you're going to get you know high uh, CPMs on that. So they're, they're going to definitely make a lot of money from an advertising standpoint. And it just makes sense, you know, especially in prime time. So why continue to mess around with pro wrestling when it's clear that regardless of their television ratings, brands just don't want to spend top dollar advertising for pro wrestling. SmackDown is the highest rated pro wrestling uh, show available, right? And yet, they were not getting the same type of uh, CPMs from the advertisers as shows that they were crushing in the ratings. So 
you know, for a t- TV network, that may not make sense, especially a network that is on uh, over-the-air TV. You know, 100% penetration for any working television out there that has an antenna. So I understand why Fox got out of the pro wrestling business, uh, you know, as far as we know here. And for a network like CW, which is completely revamping their image and they're investing more in sports and now sports entertainment with with um, with uh, NXT. Hey, their needs are different. They don't have to be Fox. They have to be CW. And they get so few eyes anyway that NXT makes sense for them. And for the WWE side, you know, CW has such a young demographic that watches their network. It's a chance for the WWE to continue to grow and cultivate the next generation of pro wrestling fans. So both sides work. Both sides get what they need out of that situation. Makes sense. Um, But I, I agree there that in the case of WBD, why are they going to spend money on AEW? If you're going to do pro wrestling, then let's try to get some type of WWE programming, especially Raw, you know, the 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 program that has the most storied history and, and overall probably has the highest value. Uh, why not? You know, it, it, but being in the, in the AEW business, I, I agree. I don't think that that makes sense for them. And that's unfortunate for AEW. So like you said, if, if Tony Khan wants to remain on the air, he's probably going to have to pay for it one way or another. And he's saying that, you know, Tony Khan's saying he'll take less money. I think that's an indicator that that's a way of paying to stay on the air. You know, if, if what you're doing is worth more than what you will accept in the contract, then clearly you're given a big discount. So that may be it. And, and who knows? Who knows what networks who have needs might decide to take a chance on AEW. And I hope it happens because we certainly don't want those positions to be lost. We want our friends who are the pro wrestlers and what have you to continue to make their money, you know, the production people and what have you. And that can't happen if AEW uh, goes out of business. So I agree with you 100% there. That's that's a good assessment. Looking forward to 2024, what are you most excited about? You know, whether it be a, a wrestler, a match, an event, what have you. Look ahead here. 2024, what has uh, the well-respected Lavelle Porter intrigued the most? Okay, so I don't want to sound too cliche here, but... If I'm being honest, I'm super intrigued by WrestleMania this year. I know, I know, I know. I know how that sounds, but, you know, it's the biggest event in the year, blah, 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 blah. But that's not the point. The drama of who Roman Reigns will be facing, and if he's going to lose, has me in a knot, bro. Legit. Uh, the, the bloodline, Roman Reigns, it's the best goddamn angle of the last 10 years. Like, I, I don't care what anyone says, the twists and turns, I'm here for all of it. I, I want to see... Cody Rhodes finished the story. I, I can't stand to read any more chapters. I'm going to need the audiobook if they keep playing with us. I, I, I'm very, I, I need to see the main event of WrestleMania this year. Legit. Well, technically next year. I need to see either way. <laughs> I need to see Roman Reigns in the main event against Cody Rhodes. That, that's, that's the goal here. Well, that's a great goal because, you know, I love to watch Cody Rhodes get the daylights beat out of him, especially by our tribal chief. Roman Reigns, that would be fantastic. Okay, Cody, you know it. You're a punk. I never liked you. I don't even want you to get rid of the contract, uh, get out of this business, get out of my life. I want you to stick around so I can watch everybody uh, 
give you the discipline that you need. You never should have ever taken a sledgehammer to the throne and you're paying for it ever since, pal. So no, I, I agree with you, Porter. We definitely want to see Roman versus Cody again, just so we can see uh, Cody get destroyed again. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to get canceled for that. Anyway, Porter, let everybody know what's the best way they can keep up with you and uh, whatever it is that you have going on there. Uh, let's see. What do I have going on? Okay, uh, so still handling most of the live coverage duties for WrestleZone.com. Still going strong, covering Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and WWE Premium Live events. You can find me there Monday, Tuesdays, Fridays, and some weekends, depending on if there's a pay-per-view or not. If you want to yell at me on Twitter, you can reach me at Above Average LLP. Uh, that's the best place to find me and all my musings about pro wrestling. Looking forward to catching up with you all. Come find me. All right, Porter, before I let you go, how about an end of the year tip for all of our wonderful listeners out there? You know, I, I think the most important thing the entire IWC needs to remember is it's just wrestling. No matter how much you love a company or hate another, there's no reason to wish death on someone who doesn't agree with you. I mean, at the end of the day, to put it bluntly, that shit is weird. It makes us all look bad, grow up, stop taking this stuff so seriously. Be good to each other. Be good to each other. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>